Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well And there's some stories I can tell you This is the final word, Australia, South Africa, women's Test Daily uh, from the Wacker from Perth, Jeff Lemon and Barrett Sundarason with you. The show is brought to you by Seabus Super, seabussuper.com.au. And uh, well, since you did it yesterday, Barrett, it's only fair if today I tell you about the day's play in 30 seconds. But that's relatively easy because you could spend about 25 of the seconds on Annabelle Sutherland, who started the day on 54 not out, had 100 by lunch, had 200 by tea, and went on to 210 by the time she was out late in the day. Australia batted on for Forever and ever, Ash Gardner made 65, Kim Garth 49, not out. 5.75 for nine by the time they declared. And South Africa are 67 for three going into the third day. Hanging on for dear life, 432 behind. Fair? Very fair. I think you nailed it in 30 seconds or even less than 30 seconds. So that was very impressive. Uh, And you're right. it, It is the Annabelle Sutherland Day. And, you know, I think I've changed my mind on how I feel about... Australia batting on and on and on. I know, uh, and I will confess, I did message you a few times about mm-hmm. what are they doing? Why aren't they finishing the game <laughs> off uh, today? But that's just how cricket people work. <laughs> Whether I don't know, I will. I've never been an international cricketer, but at least people in the media box, you just want the game to finish early, don't you? And when you sniff. Uh, a chance for an early finish whether you are at the ground or you're not you want it to happen and I think at some levels we felt like uh, um, Australia uh, weren't ready to give us that but the reason I say Mm -hmm. I changed my mind Jeff is uh, I was thinking about it while I was walking the dogs which is when the best thoughts come to you like whoever you are and I realized well like they have to wait so long to play test cricket right like their test even though Australia play a lot more test matches than uh, some of the other countries or most of the other countries but still they have to wait months before they play a test match so why wouldn't you want to make the most of it like you know I mean years in if you are Sophie Molyneux it's easy for us here to sit and say what is she doing at number eight she should throw her bat around Australia 400 ahead or whatever uh, they were ahead by but that's not how it works, does it? Like so, uh, I think I think I'm. I, I get it. I get why Australia batted mm-hmm. and batted and batted. And look, they still got three wickets, and uh, they got three wickets so quickly they could have literally run through South Africa and finished with what seven or eight, and just come back for a bit tomorrow. But credit to uh, the South African middle order for holding them at bay. I want to talk Sutherland appreciation before I talk about the mm. declaration stuff. Um, like I said, resuming just after she'd reached 50, 54 not out overnight, 
the 100 by lunch, the 200 by tea. Um, she returned after that tea break, went on to 210, got out to the first funky shot that she'd played, tried a scoop and um, dobbed it up in the air to first slip on 210. So she could have run down Elise Perry's 213, the highest Australian test score, um, Kieran Balloch 242, the highest women's test score of all. She might have even been able to go on towards a triple hundred which nobody's done in women's test cricket obviously um, but that didn't end up happening probably just mentally fatigued I would have thought from from having been so focused for so long but that's what mm. stood out to me about this innings was the focus and the discipline right that the, the hardest things to do when you're used to playing 20 over or at a pinch 50 over cricket where and particularly if you're in the middle order or the lower middle order as Sutherland has been, you're you're lucky to get 20 overs in a 50 over game or or maybe 30 if there's a big collapse up the order. Um, you're never batting the sort of long periods of time that that she was batting in this Test match. So, and and it wasn't a, a road of a pitch like no. Ash Gardner was struggling throughout. Um, her timing wasn't there. She played a couple of nice straight drives, but she kept sort of clunking the pull shot. Mm. Couldn't couldn't nail her shots. Sutherland keeps a good tempo throughout. Um, she keeps taking her singles and twos. She attacks her boundary balls when they come along. The only time when I thought she looked a bit dicey was when she was in the 90s, just as the second new ball came along. And, and Masabata class was bowling, not very well, but bowling mm. wide outside the off stump. And Sutherland kept chasing it. She picked up a couple of boundaries, really stepping across and going after balls that she probably would have been better off leaving alone. But aside from that, the second hundred was basically flawless. Um, she was savage on the pull shot. Some of the offside driving was incredible. That that one where they had a deep set mid-off and an extra cover and she mm. threads it right between the two of them. Um, some of the ones through cover as well. And super busy. There was one period where I was keeping notes because I, I, I noticed, so I was like, okay, 26 balls she's faced without a boundary, but she scored 19 runs in that period. So she was so busy. Um, and then the presence of mind to finish it off. Two balls till T, she's on 194, smacks the pull shot for four, and she's got Nadine de Klerk bowling, swinging deliveries in at the stumps, keeping it tight. So Sutherland backs herself to shuffle away slightly and, and play it beautifully over mid-on, lofted over mid-on for four to, to bring up the 200. Everything about it, every note of, of the the opus that she put together was in its right place. Um, she, she barely got a thing wrong through the entire innings. Yeah, it's 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 like watching you. It's interesting you use the term uh, every note that she played because it it is it has been like watching this young musician come on the stage. Uh, and I, I was there in on the Gold Coast when she made her test debut. I think Australia had four test debutants that day, and, mm. and you could see. And it's it's been well publicized that she always looked up to Elise Perry growing up, and uh, every a lot of what she does with the way she bats, her bowling action, mm. a lot of it is you can say that she's uh, you can very clearly see that she's idolized Elise Perry, and she's modeled herself on her. And why wouldn't you, right? You know, you're talking about one of the greats of sport, not just women's cricket or cricket. Um, but I can, and I remember how she was in, in practice session. She was just hanging on to everything like uh, Elise Perry mm. was doing. Even in practice, she was trying to do everything Elise Perry was doing. Um, and uh, and I, I remember the first spell she bowled that day against India. Um, it, it felt like, I mean, the, the other debutants, Stella Campbell and Darcy Brown had a go. But then the moment Annabel Sutherland bowled her first ball, she was impactful. I, you could see that mm -hmm. the, the the level of the game just picked up. And for someone to do that when she was, what, I think 19 or 20 at that point, um, when you've never played this format of the game, 
uh, kind of told you about uh, like the special talent that she is. And subsequently, uh, every time you see her play, we were in uh, Trent Bridge last year or at Trent Bridge last year when she made that 100. Um, she, and she batted a lot with Lace Perry, didn't she? Uh, when Elise Perry got the 99. Uh, but And you can yep. see that she's breaking away from... Elise Perry, like being the the Elise Perry clone in that sense, and finding her mm. uh, her own melody, her her own presence on the stage, like a lot of young musicians do. Like you now, when uh, Annabel Sutherland plays a shot, you're like, oh, Annabel, that's an Annabel that Sutherland shot. Some of those shots she spoke about mm. through the offside, the way she lofts the the spinners over the straight field, or for that matter, anyone over the straight field. There is this trademark. There's this um, Annabel Sutherland style to it, which for someone to do that when they're so young uh, is as special as uh, for someone at 22 making a hundred and then following it up with a double hundred in the space of six months in a format that they don't get to play too much. Um, yeah, it's you can expect a lot of uh, uh, very special milestones and uh, special achievements from, from this kid, mm. I'm sure, going forward. Uh, but there's just something about, uh, there's always been something about her in that sense. But uh, I, I, I'm just so pleased to see her find her own niche and or create her own niche and really take it up to the next level. Uh, you're right. I mean, the control she showed throughout the innings and the way she dictated terms in that middle session was as impressive as everything else she did throughout that innings. So one measure where she is slightly ahead of Perry at the moment, they've both got a test 100 and a test double. Sutherland's done it in five games. Perry's playing her 13th. Um, So there have been eight Australian women who've made two test 100s or more. Um, The most anyone's made is three. All of the others have played between 10 and 15 test matches Mm -hmm. and Sutherland's five. So, And she might get the chance to play a fair few more than than these previous players because it is growing. Um, Australia is likely to play a bit more women's test cricket, not a huge amount, but maybe she ends up being able to play 20 tests in her career or 25 instead of of eight or nine or 10. She's 22 years old and and there's that possibility, that that lure that's been dangled about three test series in the future. the, let, let's talk the, the declaration. I, I I agree with your points. I was thinking about this earlier myself in that I cannot totally understand why they continue to bat. Mm. Um, one thing in test cricket, you're allowed to punish the opposition. That's part of it. Two, you're allowed to use up the time you've got in the game and there were, there were no concerns with weather and there are two full days to go. Um, three, it, I don't know if this would have crossed their minds, but... Mm. It, Wrapping it up in two days might be less appealing than having some people come down on the third day, on the Saturday. Maybe there are friends and family coming, that sort of thing. There there might be a sense that there is no rush to, to finish it. You've got this time to play a yeah. test. You might as well use at least three of the days. Um, but I think the point you raised is the most important, that given how scant the chances are in test cricket, the, the, the opportunity, I mean, not many players get the opportunity to make a double hundred, even if mm. they play 50 or 60 or 70 tests, but uh, to, to have that opportunity in given how rare the chances are, but not just that, I, th- I think for everybody in the side, for, for Alana King to get to have a bat, for Kim Garth to get to have a bat, you know, the, the most common number of test matches played is one in a career and particularly in women's cricket, mm. you know, if you're injured when the next game comes around, suddenly it's a couple of years later, you're out of favour, um, maybe that's the only opportunity you ever get. So I can understand them saying, well, we want to give everyone the chance to have a hit um, except for Darcy Brown. Yeah, I think that's what must have gone through their mind because uh, I thought like, and I think I was watching it on mute at that point uh, 
when Annabel Sutherland gets uh, to her double hundred, I think that's the point. I, I muted the television screen and just the way they walked off and it said mm. tea break. I thought, oh, they've declared the inning, declared the inning, so they may maybe have yep. taken a, an early tea break. I didn't watch the time. Uh, so I was very surprised. That's when I took the dogs out for the walk. So I was very surprised to see them come back out and and continue. And that's when mm. uh, that the, you know I, the realization set in that like why wouldn't you right like yeah if you're Kim Garth, mm. uh, you know you've gone wicketless in uh, the first innings despite bowling so well. And I'm sure we'll talk about a bowling soon enough. Uh, or, or if you're Alana King who really fancies a bat. Or like I said, if you're Sof- Sophie yeah. Molyneux, like why should you come and like uh, indulge in declaration batting if that makes sense? You would want to. Make, yeah. You waited what two years to play a test match or an international match. Uh, so yeah, I, I think you we need to cut them some slack as well. Like you mm. know, maybe it would be different if you're talking uh, men's test cricket where they, you yeah. know, there's like a test match around the corner or next week or yeah. two months later. It's not. So yeah, I mean to give everyone a go uh, made a lot of mm. sense and especially like you said you have so much time we're not even talking day three we're talking day two uh, and, and yep. even the fact that Animal Sutherland got to a double hundred at the tea break uh, while, in, while her team was batting second in a test is yeah. it's, uh, in itself quite a feat well it, it's, it's interesting yeah if, if this were a normal run if it's a test situation where you're playing in the middle of a series or whatever um, there are points where batting on looks like taking the piss um, and that's especially if you bowl out the opposition for such a low score on morning one and if you're if you're purely about the match then you do things differently so I mean so I thought even at the lunch break on day two I thought they're 290 up Sutherland's just yeah. got to 100 Gardner's just got to a 50 a ruthless team at this point would declare they'd be like fine we're, we're nearly 300 ahead um, yeah. we've absolutely uh, just turned them over in the first innings. We'll back ourselves to do it again. Also, it was cooler on day two, so it would have been easier to bowl there than coming back when it's going to be closer to 40 degrees on day four. So that's what I thought You know, a ruthless test side would do. And, and I, I partly wanted them to do that. Um, mm. And then I guess as it was getting towards T, Sutherland was nearing 100, so there was a reason to go on. And they were... I think it was the lack of the lack of urgency from Gardner, particularly, who's a more attacking player, but just couldn't get going. Molyneux comes in striking at about fifty. You know, took took twenty five balls to make a first couple of runs on that long comeback, and so you know, it's like my cricket brain is saying, "Well, this is a waste of time. What are they doing out there?" Exactly but there is that, that other factor. There, yes. there, there is. You, you, this isn't happening in a vacuum. Um, it's it's happening in a situation where even the Australian women's team, who get to play a bit more Test cricket than other sides, mm. um, still get to play so little of it. Um, the, a, a couple in the last year or so, you know, they had the one in India um, and and the one in twenty twenty three in England. So anyway, so that, so they did bat on Gardner sixty five in a, a, a partnership of one hundred and forty four. Nadine de Klerk worked pretty hard throughout mm. the day. Eventually got her with a good cutter that came back in LBW. Molyneux makes 33, gets bowled, leaving, trying to leave Chloe Tryon, but the ball doesn't turn away from her from the left-arm spinner. Sutherland out scooping. King gets a bat. Um, Kim Garth has been belting them. So I think she was told the declaration's coming pretty yeah. soon, but so she smacks it around. And then suddenly she's in the mid-30s, and they're like, well, okay, well, she could get a 50, so they keep batting. Um, and then by the time she's on 49, they're expecting her to get there or get out. So they tell Darcy Brown to take the pads off and get ready to bowl. And then Alana King gets bowled herself, sweeping, um, try on again for eight. So um, so Kim Garth gets stuck on 49, not out. 575 for nine when they pull the pin, a lead of 499. 
Chloe try on three for 81 with some of those bonus wickets you get when you're bowling, when everybody's tired. Masabata class had three for four at one stage early in the innings and ends up with three for 85. Just couldn't get a line and length back with the second new ball or or later, I suppose it's uh, the fatigue that's a big factor there as well. De Klerk, two for 96, did a lot of work. And and Delmi Tucker, the wicket of Healy for 68. Malaba, the left arm spinner, none for 119. And Ayanda Khalubi, none for 79 on debut. Um, Tough work for the South Africans. They, They got punished, 125 overs out there in the field. Yeah, and you could see uh, it, it, especially in their fielding. I thought their fielding was pretty good um, yesterday uh, and for pretty much the whole of yesterday and even uh, for a period this morning. But as the day wore on, you could see, again, like they've said all along, they're learning on the job and fielding for long periods is arguably the the toughest lesson to learn on the job, I guess. Uh, Mm. You know, when you know the game's so far away from you, uh, you're not even, no longer even playing catch up. You're just literally at uh, the mercy of what Australia want to do, and uh, you know where, uh, how long they want to bat, or when the declaration's coming. And like you and I were talking about the declaration, I'm sure they were wondering about that as well. Uh, uh, while uh, Elisa Healy just sort sat there doing her crossword or whatever she was doing, I don't know. They kept saying she was doing the crossword, but every time the uh, the camera zoomed in and she kind of flipped the paper it looked like it was some other boxy thing it didn't look like the crossword so i wonder what she was sudoku maybe the sudoku i thought it was the sudoku but um yeah you felt bad for the south africans uh yeah especially class who started so well yesterday uh maybe you know uh, even if it meant she went for a lot of runs like she did it would have looked good if she'd got her five wicket haul you know something to take back home who knows when she'll mm. ever get to play another test match or if she gets to play another test match uh so yeah you, you felt bad for them and i thought that just carried forward uh in the way they batted uh but i was super impressed with kim garth uh you spoke about it yesterday how unlucky she was to not get wickets uh and she was just hooping the ball around it was some sensational new ball bowling uh and uh again like she could have taken more than two wickets but uh, two wickets to show for it, uh, at least for tonight. So Bosch, who drives the outswinger to Molyneux um, into the cordon, a, a pair for her. Um, Wolfart gets dropped by Molyneux at third slip, off Garth again, another catch going down off Garth, and then Garth has Suno Lease taken at first slip by Phoebe Litchfield. Darcy Brown comes back and, and nicks off Wolvart, the captain, so three down for 13. Perry bowled a really good spell, was, was cutting it back in at the stumps after swinging it away, didn't pick up a wicket but was threatening the stumps Alana King looked really good at the close of play but Tucker's still there and Brits they'll resume tomorrow no no hope of saving the game but um, Mm. they'll just see how long they can bat I suppose Um, and we will we'll we'll look to cover that as best we can we I've got to move house tomorrow um, glance behind the curtain and Barrett's got a a long-standing work booking um, in the evening so we maybe we're going to try to do the daily show Mm. but a bit later but delayed um yep. anyway we're working that out at the moment it won't be out at the the usual time but bear with us and we'll do the best we can right let's go to the hall of fame the final word hall of fame brought to you by cbus super uh, 40 years since the superannuation um, legislation got put into place in australia where there'd be a retirement scheme for everybody to get involved with since then over nine hundred thousand australians have their super with cbus uh, who've returned an average of 8.99 percent on the default fund across that period of time past performance not a reliable indicator of future performance 
Picking our most final word moments of the day, what stood out to you, Bharat? Firstly, um, imagine being uh, Will Sutherland today. Uh, you know, you've taken a five-wicket hole, you're Victorian captain, and you've had a great day as a cricketer, right? As a first-class cricketer, uh, uh, bowled out New South Wales. Well, we could, even, we could do a final word on uh, the batting uh, disappointments all around Australia and the Sheffield Shield, but maybe we'll leave that for another day. Uh, but then, mm-hmm. you know, you go back home, uh, you're wondering if uh, your dad watched uh, your spell as a former fast bowler and and you, you want to know what he thinks of you and he's like oh did you take five wickets oh very good good to know uh, yeah your sister made 200 and the fastest 200 ever and she was the second youngest ever to make a double hundred in the history of women's test cricket and you wonder how uh, will sutherland felt today right like yeah, yeah. which and it's happened to him before i'm pretty sure i remember a time when he made a hundred but um, Annabel did, did something even better uh, at, mm-hmm. at international level and stole the uh, the stole his thunder. So I'm sure Will will get mm. his opportunity. He's already started playing international cricket. Uh, but yeah, a five wicket haul which might not get spoken about too much in the Sutherland household, at least tonight anyway. <laughs> I wonder what Ben Duckett's sister got up to today if he has one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, and don't forget that um, Annabel Sutherland took three wickets in three overs yeah. in the, the first innings of the match as well um, once she's recovered by day three maybe she'll have another bowl and see what she can pick up there um, I, I have to give my hall of fame to Annika Bosch um, goodness me it's not quite a thanks for coming because she did yeah. get to bat but um, a duck in the first innings a duck in the second one day apart she's faced seven balls in the match opening the batting fielded for 125.2 overs and on day one was given the ball first change got belted for 30 runs in four overs and then hasn't been given the ball since even when the second new ball was taken <laughs> they did not go back to poor Annika Bosch um, cricket is a very unkind game sometimes and um, I hope she's found some enjoyment in, in what she got up to today um, and, and Kim Garth might sympathise a little bit stranded on 49 not out and two catches dropped off her bowling wicketless in the first innings thanks to that but at least at least she picked up a couple in the second they did manage to hang on to a couple behind the wicket for her and which is why I was happy for Tucker that she somehow survived that first ball and then um, got going and then in her own way with her unique technique she she survived just one one more from me I know Tamsin Blitz has been playing international cricket for quite a while I mean she's she's been around a while but uh, I found it quite funny that as Laura Fulfart after she got out you know captain uh, so much was resting on her shoulders uh, what a beautiful delivery it was from Darcy Brown just opened her up um, and and she gets caught behind so she's walking off disappointed you can see her shoulders are slumped and I just noticed as she walked past Brits Brits kind of looked at her and kind of like uh, like how Steve Smith and Manus tell themselves she kind of like indicated to Laura just what the ball did and you could see Laura just looking at her going like yeah I know I just got out to it you don't have to remind me <laughs> you know I just I, it was just interesting like that Tamsin picked that very moment to tell her captain uh-huh. just what the ball did that got rid of her mm. for the second time and you know the Second cheap dismissal, anyway. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice ball that. Yeah, angled in, moved away. Yeah, <laughs> angled, moved away. Mm, good. Yeah, yeah, bit of a nick. Thanks, thanks, mate. Um, okay, that's it for us. Thank you, Parrot, for joining the show. Thanks to CBus for sponsoring it. If you like what we do, Patreon.com/slash/the final word is where you can back us in. Uh, we will be with you 
eventually, maybe not on day three, but about day three, yeah. um, as soon as we can see. I ain't protected by the way I ain't fenced in. If my future questions, my current senses, that'd be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty, wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it right.